2: To set you free, I'm Leslie Marshall. Happy Hunt Day. Welcome or welcome back only to Democracy in Talk Radio. In this hour, just me, just you, no guest. Your opinions, your comments, your questions, your concerns. Be sure to join us in this hour. A lot to talk about. Call me at 888 6 Leslie, 888 653 7543. And also tweet me, follow me on Twitter, at Leslie Marshall. You can email us, go to our website, lesliemarshallshow.com, click on contact or FB me on Facebook, like our fan page, facebook.com forward slash the Leslie Marshall Show. If you go, what? how come you only have like 5,000 there? Well, because we're maxed out on the friend side, which mostly are fans. Well, like I said, in this hour, it's going to be just you and me. This morning, while I was waiting, going on the real story with Gretchen Carlson. There was live coverage on Fox News Channel, where I'm a contributor, and other networks of some presidential candidates. Although I would say Ted Cruz is running for vice president, kissing Donald Trump's ass as much as he does. Uh, But, you know, these guys are out there. They're storming Capitol Hill. They're having a Tea Party rally because they're against this Iran deal. Yep, presidential hopefuls Donald Trump and Ted Cruz took to the steps of the Capitol today – and they each used their trademark fiery rhetoric, which we're going to hear in a moment, to slam President Barack Obama's proposed Iran nuclear deal. Now, R.E.M. had the end of the world blaring. By the way, did you know the lead singer of R.E.M. is Gay Ted Cruz? How do you feel about that? But anyway, uh, the real estate mogul used a brief speech to say some things, and we will share about that. Here are a few things that uh, – other speakers, by the way, okay, just, just think about – just think about the level of knowledge, experience, and intellect with regard to Iran, enrichment, enriching uranium, building nuclear weapons, the Middle East, foreign policy, and stuff like that when you hear the lineup. Ted Cruz, well, he's had some experience. Right? Donald Trump, what experience has Donald Trump had with Iran, nuclear weapons, enriching uranium, or foreign policy? And please, don't tell me, as Chris Plant, conservative talk show host who I debated this morning, said when he said that Donald Trump has brokered deals with other nations. No, Donald Trump pays people to broker deals, and real estate deals are not deals about nuclear weapons or enriching uranium or making sure for the stability and remaining stability in the Middle East and preventing a country from attacking and trying to wipe out one of your biggest allies known as Israel. So, Donald Trump, what the hell does he know about Iran? Are you ready for this? Talk radio host Mark Levin, no offense, Mark Mark probably knows more than Donald Trump does. I'll give him that, okay? Not Mark Levine, my buddy. Glenn Beck, former vice presidential candidate, Sarah Palin, oh my God, when Bill O'Reilly had me on a couple of years ago, not not I mean on a couple of years ago. I mean I'm on Bill's show. Most of you who watch uh, Bill O'Reilly or know about it or read my newsletter or read when I'm on where, um, I used to be on Bill's show every week. Now I'm usually on every month, you know every, every four to six weeks at the most. But one time I was on years ago after Sarah Palin spoke of possibly running for president, and she spoke about various issues. And then Bill came to me for the Democratic response, and he asked me, Leslie. Do you think this woman could run for president and win? And I said no. Well, do, would you support this woman, you know, running for president? Why? And I, I said no. Why? And in some examples of where she had absolutely zero knowledge of Iran—not not just where the hell it was on a map for crying out loud, just zero, zero knowledge of that nation, its leaders, its government, its enriching of, of uranium, the history of that country in American history with Iran. Here was one that took the stage. Ready for drum roll, please. Phil Robertson of Duck Dynasty. Now, the guy's smarter than he looks or sounds. I do know that. However, what does a guy who makes money selling duck hunting equipment know about the Republic of Iran? Really. So, let's hear some of the wisdom that came out of these foreign policy experts today on Capitol Hill. By the way, just to be clear, their comments will not change the fact the president has enough votes in both the House and the Senate. Their comments will not change the fact that the president has and will use the authority to uh, stop and to lift some of the sanctions. Their comments on Capitol Hill will not change be able to get the votes that they don't have for the opposition to this Iranian legislation. Their comments on Capitol Hill will not change the fact that the rest of our allies in the world have already signed on to this without the grumbling from their citizens. In other words, this deal is going through, and they can talk, but what it did do has made the cameras roll once again. And, of course, have us once again talking about a couple of guys running for president, and we wouldn't be talking about Ted Cruz except for the fact he was speaking for Donald Trump. So let's first hear from Ted Cruz. He said there were three downfalls of this Iran deal at the Capitol Hill rally today. Here's Senator Ted Cruz also running for president, kissing Donald Trump's butt as far as he can go. I think he's clearly running to be Donald Trump's vice president. And Donald Trump strikes me as the kind of guy that would go, Thanks for that, but I'm not going to pick you. But anyway, here's Ted Cruz laying out his opinion in the three downfalls of the Iran deal at the Capitol Hill rally today.
1: This Iranian nuclear deal is catastrophic. It is the single greatest national security threat facing America. If it goes through, there will be three consequences. Number one, the Obama administration will become, quite literally, the world's leading financier of radical Islamic terrorism. And billions of those dollars will go directly to Hamas, to Hezbollah, to the Houthis, to radical Islamic terrorists across the world. And those jihadists will use those billions to murder Americans, to murder Israelis, to murder Europeans. The second consequence of this catastrophic deal is that it abandons four American hostages in an Iranian hellhole. Including Pastor Saeed Abedini, an American citizen, a Christian pastor, sentenced to eight years in prison for the crime of preaching the gospel. Including former Marine Amir Hekmali, Hekmati, including Washington Post reporter Jason and including Bob Levinson. It is a disgrace for this administration to abandon Americans in Iranian hellholes. But the third consequence of this deal going through, if it does, is that it will facilitate and accelerate the nation of Iran acquiring nuclear weapons. There is no greater threat to the safety and security of America. There is no greater threat to the safety and security of Israel Than a nuclear Iran, I agree with Prime Minister Netanyahu that a nuclear Iran poses an existential threat to the nation of Israel. And let me be clear, when he says existential, he doesn't mean a bunch of Frenchmen in black berets chain smoking. He means literally going to the very existence of Israel.
2: Okay, where do I start? If the deal goes through, Senator Cruz, the deal is going through. One. Two. Senator Ted Cruz says this is a national security risk, the the biggest national security risk. But I'm confused. I thought Hillary Clinton's emails posed the biggest national security risk. ISIS and terrorists, homegrown terrorism, are one of our biggest national security risks. But quite frankly, white men... Walking into movie theaters and churches and blowing people away or schools and blowing people and children away who have mental instability and have easy access to guns. Those, my friend, are huge national security risks to the people of the United States of America. When he mentions the hostages, he mentions a Christian pastor. He mentions Mr. Levinson, who's a Jew, does not mention his religion. And nor does he mention the fact that the former Marine, Amir Hakmati, is a Muslim. It's interesting. He will fight for former Marine, Amir Hakmati, when it's in his best interest, because he's one of the hostages. Yet, he wants what? He wants to make... Islam and all Muslims, a terrorist. If you listen to Ted Cruz's rhetoric with regard to terrorism and with regard to Muslims and with regard to Islam. How much time do we have, guys? Okay, let me see. Do we have time to play uh, to play uh, Donald Trump? No, we don't. We're going to have to do the Donald uh, when we come back. So what we're going to do is we're going to take some calls on this before – um, we're going to take a break uh, in a moment, and we're going to take some calls on this before we play uh, Donald uh, Trump. But one thing that I did say is when you looked at the lineup of these people speaking, okay, one of which is Donald Trump. He's running for president. He wants to be commander in chief, okay? Oh, and another thing I just want to mention. Six of the most powerful nations in the world, us as, as one of them, one-sixth, have agreed to this. Do you really think the rest of the world is that stupid to be funding radical Islamic terrorists and terrorism through Iran? Do you really think – if you think Obama's that stupid, okay, I don't agree – but do you really think – and somebody would want his legacy to be something that's successful. Do you really think that our allies in the other nations are going to do that as well? Please. There's a point at the end of the day where we have to get our head out of our ass and we have to say, okay, Democrat, Republican, whatever the hell we are want to call ourselves, there is common sense. Two plus two is four. The reality is no leader, no nation is going to sign on to anything that is going to fund terrorism because quite frankly, our allies over there would be targets of Iran first. Their missile reach, they can't launch a missile that would reach the United States with the type of uh, nuclear weapon, that weaponry that they were, were building and that we've now delayed and will delay with this deal. So anyway, I have some questions for you. Donald Trump, one of the speakers, we'll hear from him in a moment. Do you trust in Donald Trump's foreign policy capabilities? This is a guy that said he understands the military even though he was never in it because he went to military school. Even though he waved. he got a waiver for the Vietnam War. Okay, <clears throat> do you trust in Donald Trump's foreign policy capabilities? Eight 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 six Leslie eight 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 six five three seven five four three is the number. And once you hear it in a bit, I want to ask you, and I want you to answer once you hear it. If you felt, if you already heard it earlier, if he indicated any policy moves in his speech, or it was it just about if I'm elected? I I I I I. Now the only tri- tri- thing he said in his speech that you're going to hear in a moment is that he would return the four American hostages in Iran before he took office and that our country was run by stupid people. He didn't say what part of the deal he agreed with or disagreed with. And I have a little rant about stupid that I did on national television. I'll share a bit of it with you later here on the radio after this quick break. And as I said to Ellen Ratner, the hostages, that's usually not part of a deal like this. By the way, if this was a deal with just the United States, it could be This was a deal with a group of nations. This was an international deal. Why do you you think Germany or France or the UK, no offense, but why would they care about our four hostages? They're not their citizens, they're ours. Okay, that's a reality. Okay? Does it seem that the GOP is being overly critical of the Iran deal without actually offering alternatives? Having an opposition is not an alternative. 8886 Leslie, 888-653-7543 is the number. Hillary Clinton yesterday said she supports the Iran deal, and now we must move forward with enforcing it. Is this the type of attitude you'd like to see in your presidential candidates, and why? 8886 Leslie, 888 7543 is the number. Now, you will hear him say, Trump saying, quote, I've never seen something so incompetently negotiated. I mean, never. Again, what parts is he talking about? Has he read it? 8886 Leslie. He can't. seven five four three is the number. And Ted Cruz said that if Congress approves the Iran deal, it could end up developing a weapon that could kill millions along the Atlantic seaboard. Isn't this just an example of fear-mongering? Again. Half a dozen international world leaders, superpowers of the world are not going to sign on the bottom line if it would cause death and destruction and fund terrorists. We all know that, regardless of our party and regardless if you want to truly admit it. Ted Cruz was simply trying to get applause. He sounded like a preacher in the pulpit, and he was speaking just as a pastor does to scare the living bejesus into you to avoid going to hell. He was trying to use fear. To get his point across, which really is vote for me and Donald. eight 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 six Leslie eight 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 six five three seven five four three. And by the way, was this nothing but political grandstanding and a circus out there by Trump and Cruz and the Tea Party? Because nothing they said will stop this deal. Nothing they've done or will do can stop it as well. eight 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 six Leslie eight 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 six five three seven five four three. Pick up the phone and call me now. Follow me on Twitter at Leslie Marshall QuickRake. We'll be back. We'll hear from you. We'll hear from Donald. And more of your calls don't go away. round deal. You Senator Ted Cruz. We will play Donald Trump for you, but it's a little bit longer than I have time for at the moment, so let's get to those calls. 8886 Leslie, 8886537543. Jeff in Ferguson, Missouri, Line 2 joins us. Jeff, good afternoon. Oh, Jeff, uh, sorry, he dropped us, uh, so let's go to uh, Michael in the Bronx, Line 1. Michael? Hey,
3: Leslie, how you doing?
2: Good, how you doing? Okay. What the
3: hell
2: was Ted Cruise
3: drinking, what is some kind of BS juice. I mean, come on with this fear mongering gaga. First off, congratulations on once again exposing these GOPs for what they are a bunch of hypocrites. Just the other day, they were talking about Kim Davis and all the religious freedoms and being Christian, and then now you want to do the utmost unchristian thing, and that is starting another war and sending people in harm's way. That's the only reason why they're opposing this Iran deal, because they want to start another war, as what you said, um, fear-mongering. So, um, what's wrong, I'm going to say. Um, Newsflash, deal or no deal? Oh, sorry, Republicans, it's been settled. The deal's going through, and that's the bottom line, because Michael S. Wilberton from the Bronx said so.
2: Okay. Thank you, Michael. Appreciate that. How much time we have, guys? Okay, let's uh, start another call then, and let's go next to uh, Jackie in Oregon, Line 2. Jackie, good afternoon. Hello. Hey, hey, Jackie, good afternoon. Oh, good, thanks.
0: Um, From what I understand, and I just read this today, is that a lot of the reasons that the Republicans are interested in or not interested in the deal is because of uh, the donors that they get, and specifically Adelson. Adelson, did I say his name right? Uh Uh-huh. Um, And I don't know if that's true or not, if that motivates them, but it sounds like that's a big part of uh, where they are voting against it.
2: That's oh, nice. uh, abs- absolutely. I, I mean, you know, that and I would imagine the Koch brothers because, I mean, they were, you know, they were the, you know, tea party, you know, big tea party sign at the podium. Um, oh, well, no, so the ab- 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 is- Absolutely. Absolutely. And also any I think what they want is also, you know, anything that's not Obama, anything that's not yeah. Democrat, anything that t- t- to say no or be a naysayer or be opposite of uh, what they perceive to be the liberal um, ideology and the liberal politics and, and policies of those politicians. Hang on. We'll come right back to you, sweetie. i got to take a quick break. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. If you're holding, hang on. If you want to join us, pick up the phone to do so. We're talking about some speakers today storming Capitol Hill. You just heard from Ted Cruz. When we come back, more of your calls and you hear from the Donald. Talking with Jackie in Oregon on line two, where you're talking about the Iran deal. It is going through. Some folks, like Ted Cruz and Donald Trump, running for office and stumping for their political positions, are against this deal. No big surprise, as most conservatives, if not all conservatives, are. They were talking today on Capitol Hill, they had a big rally. Tea Party rally, and we were talking about how qualified they are, the things they said, and even things they didn't say. Let's go back to Jackie in Oregon, Line 2. Jackie, thank you for holding. Welcome back. I, uh, I, I agree with you that they're trying to please their donors, and I think there was a lot of political pandering and grandstanding going on.
0: Oh, yeah, because uh, according to the article, uh, Adelson particularly is, is an older Jewish gentleman, and, and they were saying that the Holocaust is really fresh in his mind, and so he's very pro Israel and that motivates him to support candidates.
2: What I don't understand being half-Jewish, and I say that as having one Jewish parent, I've been to Israel, I've spent, uh, I I lived there for three months in 1996. Um, I I don't understand why anybody who claims to be pro-Israel would be against this deal. First of all, any deal or no deal is not going to change the hatred the supreme leader, the Ayatollah, of Iran has toward Israel and it's not necessarily the people it's the existence of the state because they feel the Palestinian people uh, are in a sense are walled within a ghetto in what they consider to be their homeland remember Israel was once Palestine I'm not justifying any of his comments absolutely not people are angry because Donald Trump mentioned that uh, the Ayatollah had stated that Israel would not exist in 25 years well being that you know the Ayatollah is what like 84 he won't be here in 25 years so please uh, and i have said before i think it's i think it's a an empty threat and i do think it is a bluff and a threat because if iran were to attack israel israel has thousands of nuclear weapons iran has not been able to build one but they were within 90 days 60 to 90 days of doing so so i am very perplexed when somebody says they're pro israel Wouldn't you rather Israel be a target in at least a year as opposed to two to three months from now? And I think that's what the deal comes down to. Politics aside, that is basically what the deal comes down to. We have delayed, not the inevitable, we have delayed, or perhaps it is inevitable, we have delayed the ability for Iran to obtain a nuclear weapon, to create a nuclear weapon by about a year, nine months to a year. That's, That's what this deal did. And I think a delay in buying time was better than the alternative. I agree. Yeah, I'm with you. All right. Thank you, sweetie. Thank Thank you for the call. Uh, I appreciate your call. Hope to hear from you again, Jackie. If you're holding, hang tight. But right now, I want us to hear from the Donalds because I had a lot of questions uh, of you uh, about uh, Donald Trump and his comments about stupidity and all this stuff. This was an anti-Iran deal rally at the Capitol today. Here is the Donald, number one in the GOP field right now.
4: Now, Ted and everybody else have gone through all of the details, and we can talk about the 24 days, which is ridiculous. We can talk about the $150 billion, which, by the way, they get even if the deal isn't approved. They get it just for going to the table. We can talk about the fact that we have four wonderful people over there, and, frankly, they're never going to come back with this group. And I will say this, if I win the presidency, I guarantee you that those four prisoners are back in our country before I ever take office. I guarantee that. They will be back before I ever take office because they know that's what has to happen. Okay? They know it. And if they don't know it, I'm telling them right now. So... I have a story that just came out an hour ago. And as President Obama calls him very routinely, he calls him the supreme leader. Our president is calling the person who is really the boss in Iran supreme leader. And I look at people shaking their heads, they can't believe it. But it just came out a little while ago, he said, Israel will not exist in 25 years. Think of that. He just said this. He also said very strongly, very, very strongly, that this is the end of our dealings with the United States. We want nothing more to do with them. We're not going to do anything right here. We made this deal. It's a phenomenal deal. We're not going to deal with the United States anymore. And that's what he just said. And this was a very short period of time ago. So. They rip us off. They take our money. They make us look like fools. And now they're back to being who they really are. They don't want Israel to survive. They will not let Israel survive with incompetent leadership like we have right now. Israel will not survive. And then, when it's all done, or they think it's all done, they come out with these unbelievable nasty statements that Israel won't be around in 25 years, and that we have no dealings, and we will have no further dealings with the United States. Now, the people that we were negotiating with and were working on the sanctions with, including, and as an example, Russia, who is selling tremendous missiles to Iran. You know that. Ballistic missiles being sold. All of these countries, all of these countries are going to do business with Iran, They're going to make lots of money and lots of other things with Iran. And we're going to do, and we're going to get nothing, nothing. We are led by very, very stupid people, very, very stupid people. We cannot let it continue. We are a country that owes $19 trillion. We lose everywhere. We lose militarily. We can't beat ISIS. Give me a break. We can't beat anybody. Our vets are being treated horribly. It will change. We will have so much winning if I get elected that you may get bored with winning. (laughs) Believe me, I agree. You'll never get bored with winning. We never get bored. We are going to turn this country around. We are going to start winning big league on trade militarily. We're going to build up our military. We're going to have such a strong military that nobody, nobody is going to mess with us. We're not going to have to use it. I really, really appreciate this tremendous crowd. We are going to make America great again. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank
2: you. Oh, God, I need to throw up. Listen, Donald Trump is stupid for saying a lot of things. One, he's going to have to work with some of those stupid people in Congress, Democrat or Republican he's referring to, in the House and in the Senate, if he's elected. Two, to stand up and say these four hostages... Will come home before I get into office and put down the supreme leader of Iran and basically think that he's only being heard by Americans in the very small world we live in with cameras, microphones, internet, everywhere. He has, in my opinion, put those four hostages' lives further at risk. Because if somebody like the supreme leader, so nasty that you think he would wipe out Israel, an entire nation, a state of people, simply because they're Jewish, what do you think he's going to do to one Jew in his grasp, Mr. Levinson, and a Christian for Americans? He's the kind that could order their deaths just to show Donald Trump that he's wrong. He could sit there and go, right, well, let me me assure that they will not be returned home before you get into office. I understand he's running. I understand politicians say a lot of things, make a lot of promises, but do not play games with people's lives. Do not make promises like that. It's different, even though it's nasty to say, I won't raise taxes, no new taxes, and then you do, yes. It's even different than I will close Guantanamo Bay. But you just don't do that. And I think it's stupid to cite veterans when you yourself have claimed that you know a military person's experience when you've never served and when you had a waiver to go to Vietnam and so many of those veterans went in your place, Mr. Trump. And I think it is stupid For you to stand there and talk about negotiating deals with real estate, with people that you pay a lot of money in six- and seven-digit figure salaries to to make those deals when you have no experience with enrichment of uranium, no experience with nuclear weapons, no experience with foreign policy, no experience with the Republic of Iran, no experience with diplomacy, which is something you will need a lot of if you become president. I think America wants Iran to continue to be our enemy, which I don't understand. Because the top two leaders are in their mid-70s and mid-80s. The replacement, the heir apparent to the supreme leader of Iran is a moderate and younger. The current prime minister, president of Iran is a moderate, Rouhani. And the majority of the people of Iran are young. 15% of the population is under 21 years of age. And you might say, that's not a majority. Yes, more than 50% are under 50. They want a more westernized way of life. They don't agree with their leaders, but they are silenced the more we keep Iran over there and paint all of them as an enemy when clearly it's one or two in charge that are truly the enemies. And are there may, that are stating this terrible rhetoric toward Israel. And by the way, I think it would be stupid to not have a deal And after Iran attacks Israel and is then made a parking lot by Israel to say, Oops, my bad. Should have supported that deal. I'm Leslie Marshall. We'll take your calls when we come back. Come pick up the phone and join me, Donald Trump. How stupid are his stupid remarks? How much do you trust his foreign policy and knowledge of Iran and nuclear weapons? And let's talk about this deal and the grandstanding that took place today on Capitol Hill by Donald Trump, Ted Cruz, the Republicans, and the Tea Party. 8886 Leslie, Eight 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 six five three seven five four three 7543 is the number. Pick up the phone and join me. Follow me on Twitter at Leslie Marshall. We'll share your calls and tweets right after this. Don't go away. Leslie Marshall, you know, eating too much, eating the wrong foods, or even sleeping in the wrong position can give you and me, an upset stomach. Experts say nearly all of us will eventually develop some sort of digestive problems, and that's because as we age, our stomachs actually produce less of the enzymes needed to break down food. So when I have that queasy, uneasy, refluxy feeling, this is what I do. I take a Gutsy Chewy tablet. Gutsy Chewy is an oral and digestive supplement, and best of all, it's natural. Gutsy Chewies were invented by my buddy, Dr. Doug Hagigi. He's a gastroenterologist and a dentist. He blended natural heartburn remedies like papaya, licorice root, and apple cider vinegar, and then he added calcium, magnesium, and xylitol for oral health as well. When you put all those things together, they boost the body's natural defense against heartburn and reflux. Gutsy Chewies are gluten and lactose-free and come in citrus and wild berry flavors. So when you get that queasy, uneasy, refluxy feeling, take Gutsy Chewy. You'll feel better, and it's better for your health. Learn more at gutsyproducts.com or call 855 go GUTSY. That's 855-484-8879. That's gutsyproducts.com. Back to the calls, talking about Iran. Donald Trump says it's a bad deal and using the word stupid a lot. Let's get to the calls, and we start with George in Texas, line one. George, good afternoon.
3: Yes, how you doing? Good, Uh, how are you? I'm good, I'm good. Um, I just, uh, all I got to say is just be careful who you vote for because they might win. (laughs) You know?
2: know? I do. Uh,
3: You know, uh, I think uh, he's gotten to the point where he's showing his uh, his true ignorance, I guess you might say. You know, you don't call our president, you know, stupid in front of the world. You know, uh, that's just wrong, especially, uh, and, you know, uh, something like this. Uh, the, uh, I started to uh, call him uh, Forrest Trump, you know, because he's dumber than a box of rocks, but he sure does know how to run. Um You know, he he chose uh, he chose uh, uh, what is it, Sarah Palin said uh, he joked about giving her the uh, the position of uh, um, I guess the energy secretary. So I was kind of wondering who the secretary of state might be. You know, is it going to be Dennis Rodman because he did so good in uh, North Korea? You know, uh,
2: I have no, I have no idea, no idea. So you say be careful who you vote for so you don't put a lot of weight or credence in what Donald Trump had to say about this Iran deal. I
3: I don't. I mean, I just think it's the wrong message to to send uh, to the world, like you were saying earlier. You know why? You know, it's OK to disagree with the with the president on uh, or. Uh, know, the, the Secretary of State on what they negotiated. But to sit there and call call our, you know, our leaders, you know, that he said, we're being led by very stupid people. I mean, that's that, that's just wrong. You know, like you said, he's, he's putting uh, the hostages in danger. I mean, I, I just don't know what else to say about this guy. We just, I just say, be careful who you vote for. I mean, he's got, he's, I know he's got small, loyal a small set of loyal supporters, but you know, like I said, that can that can grow. That can grow. We need to we need to get smarter voters, in my opinion. You know, it's not so much that we got dumb people running for office, but we need to see them for what what they are. And the media needs to do their job and start calling them out on on uh, on some of the things that they're saying. You know, don't just let them get away with saying. You know, challenge them on it. You know,
2: okay. I agree. And that's hard to do. Thank you for the call. It's hard to do when they're standing there at the podium, right? And they just, you know, they got the megaphone and nobody's, there's no Q&A. Uh, let's go to Kelly in Virginia, line two. Um, uh, hey, uh, how ke- you doing? Ke- Good, Kelly. Uh, how are you doing? Question or comment about the deal?
0: Well, I think the Iran deal is about all we've got. I mean, it's better than going to war and sending more troops to to get killed, and then they come back, and they don't want to help them. And then, you know, we've got Donald Trump. I mean, the guy needs to look in a mirror when he says stupid, because that's exactly what he is. And his followers, I think, are, are not very educated themselves. And, you know, he's the shiny new object for the GOP. And I guess everybody doesn't really, like, Jeb! Exclamation point. And, you know, those people over on the other side of the aisle, the, the Democrats, you know, we have, they have whatever. We've got uh, Hillary and Bernie and, and maybe Biden. And all of those people are a lot smarter than, than 10 Trumps put together. I mean, he, he might have inherited his money, but that doesn't make him intelligent. It doesn't make him... Anything, really, other than a big blowhard that, that just wants to bash everything that uh, that Obama's ever done. And, and he's really the mouthpiece of the ignorance that the GOP
2: is. Uh, I, I agree. I mean, w- w- you know, I'm sorry. I just don't find it very eloquent, you know, and presidential, if you will, to be standing there using words like stupid and making such irresponsible promises that deal with people's lives. Absolutely. I mean, this guy has no experience in doing
0: this. I mean, he has no, he, like you said, he's, he's not presidential in one even speck of his comb over, you know what I mean? He has no respect for anybody yet. He demands respect from everybody else. I mean, he's such, to me, he reminds me of somebody like Hitler or Mussolini. I know Hitler gets thrown around a lot, but, you know, back in the day, people were raising their arm to him. And I'm sure Hitler was probably a lot smarter than Trump, but that's beside the point. They're following him like they're just, they're just dazed and, and they're infected with him or something. I really can't put my finger on it, but you know, you get dazed and confused about these, these leaders or these wannabes that run around like Palin and, and Trump now. Of course, you know, they're one birds of a feather flock together. Trump and, and Palin, I mean, that that just tells me right there they're both just just stupid. I mean, I hate to even use that word because he used it. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's like, okay, Trump, look in a mirror when you call somebody stupid. Don't call the president of the United States stupid. I mean, re- remember when Bush was saying all this stuff back in the day? It's like,
2: oh, rally around the president, rally around even if you disagree with him. You know. And I agree. No, you know, I, I agree. We are, you know what? You're a very good caller. Call me again, but I'm out of time, sweetheart. Uh, so give me a call again. I, I, I would love to hear from you there in Virginia. And uh, Reggie, I'm sorry I didn't get to you, buddy, but we will uh, get to you tomorrow. I'll be back here. I hope you are as well. I'm Leslie Marshall. Thank you to Chelsea sitting here for Mark, Marky Mark Romaldi. And thank you to Andrew, our, our assistant producer here on The Only True Democracy and Talk Radio. We'll be back tomorrow. Hope you will as well.